You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, we're going to talk about the power of stories, part two. All right. Started on part one last time. We talked a lot about uh, imagery, metaphors, feelings evoked from stories. And we're going to tell you how you can use those things to help yourself with the things that you're dealing with. And as I do on every episode, we got a ton of stuff to give away. So stick around and we will be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is happening, people? It is David Wright, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. We are here in the Podcast Detroit Northville studios. We're live if you're on Facebook right now watching. If you're listening to audio later, that's cool. Thank you for listening. And uh, and if you are listening, and I'm going to plug this again later, please subscribe and leave a review for the show. That would be very, very helpful. So we are here. With me is Matt. Matt Fox is in the booth. I'm pushing buttons. You are. Correctly. As always. Correctly. Yes. Well, most <laughs> of the time it's correctly. You do, oh. pretty, you do, you do pretty good. Oh. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, you probably wouldn't be in there if you didn't. You I know. could tell you a few stories about myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, not I'm doing sure, it right. <laughs> I'm sure you could do some stories. Well, we've had a few. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fun. Let me tell you where you can find me. My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. On the website, you'll find all my cool stuff, podcast page, um, uh, uh, show videos or show clips, I should say. Um, and, and as a side note, you can, those of you who have ever been in any of my shows, if you're finding me on the podcast and you've been in one of my shows, I have a huge collection of, of archive shows on Vimeo. Uh, so if you go to my store page on my website and you just click on live shows, you might be able to find the one you're in, um, have it for memories You can kind of relive your, relive your dancing days or your singing days. Ah, kind of fun dancing days. Yeah, some, yeah, I get. Well, it depends on the show. I'll, I'll do a dancing thing on my, you know, dancing okay. bit. Okay, all right. You know, kind of like a skit. You know. <laughs> oh, and I, 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 for those of you who've listened to the last couple episodes, I told you my soundboard got trashed, or my, it didn't get trashed. It just it, my flash player was not working. You so. had to make a few changes. Yes. Yeah, and and I don't have a lot of our drops, so I, I can't play them. My my drop about uh, I don't do skits with my mother <laughs> from Jeff Figer. So. Yeah, but we do dancing skits on our show sometimes, which is fun. That is fun. Yeah. You can find me on social media, Facebook and YouTube, Motor City Hypnotist, and on Twitter and Instagram, Motor City Hypno. Scrolling across the bottom there on uh, on the face space. So, pay oh, attention. nice. Yes, yeah. yes. If you're if you're watching live, you can see all that information yep. on, on the uh, StreamYard uh, scroll bar that's yep. on the bottom. Yep. And if you guys are just listening to audio, you can always go back and catch um, the show, uh, a, a video of the show, either on my Facebook page, mm -hmm. Motor City Hypnotist, my YouTube channel, mm -hmm. which typically get posted, um, 
I'm going to say a week or two after the audio releases because I don't want to put that out ahead of time. Fair enough. Uh, before the web, before the uh, podcast hits. But yeah, if you want to see video of the show, mm-hmm. not not that it's you know not that you necessarily want to see my face, but no, you see you know. Dave, you you can't <laughs> see me. You never ever want to see me. <laughs> yeah, but you can kind of I don't know. You can see my setup. See that there's a mic in front of my face, and you know it's real. My my coffee mug in front of me. Yeah. Which is not filled with coffee. You're not a chat. Coffee bot. makes me a mite nervous <laughs> when I drink it. Mm. Yeah, it's real. Yeah. You're not a chatbot. Yeah, right? I'm not a chatbot. Exactly. <laughs> right. So yeah, um, take a look there um, on social media. I'm trying to remember what I covered here. Oh, Motor City Hypno on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Instagram and Twitter, Motor City Hypno, and uh, I'm on Patreon. If you'd like to contribute financially to the show, that would be super helpful. Helps me keep things running and do the things I need to do. Very minimal. Uh, very minimal contributions there. Uh, and you get cool stuff like the shirt I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. Not this exact shirt, but one like it. And, <laughs> and you know, coffee mug, which I, you know, I'll show you real close. Best shirt is a used a shirt. Best shirt is a used shirt because it's broken in. Yep. Yeah, it feels soft. Yep. Yes. <laughs> it's funny you say that because a lot of, I'm, I'm very um, side tangent, which is fine. Story. So we can do this on the podcast. It's a story. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was a what you would call a highly sensitive child. Okay. There's actually a book called The Highly Sensitive Child and The Highly Sensitive Person. I remember, I can't remember who the author is, but if you're interested in that, um, I'll, I'll leave a li- I'll try to remember to leave a link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But children who are very, very particular about the way their clothes feel and oh, fit, yeah, and and very particular about order of things mm-hmm. and. Um, very, very adverse to loud noises and, and commotion. Mm-hmm. So I was one of those kids and it would drive me crazy because I, I can remember distinctly being in school one time and the tag on my shirt ah. was just, just, just bothering me, right. bothering me all. I, I, and it was, it's just like, I couldn't focus. I couldn't think that was all I could think about till I got home and I just, you know, I tried right. to tear it out, but I couldn't do it because I didn't, you know, didn't have the strength, right? So even even now as an adult, I cut the tags out of my shirts, out of my t-shirts. I'm not surprised, yeah, because I, you know, as soon as those tagless Michael Jordan, oh uh, no, Fruit yeah, of the Loom the shirts came out. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, all oh, about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, but but even this one, you know, there was a tag or, or was there? I'm trying to remember, but uh, yeah, I just cut the tags off. Yeah, yeah. Not sure how we got on on, on that uh, tangent, but um, sensitive child. Yeah, sensitive child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember where we got there. You know what? That's what that's, happens. That's what when I you, said. That's a tangent. Yeah. You don't know where you end up. And that's what happens when you tell stories. Yeah, you tell stories. You could, they could go anywhere. Takes you in a different yeah, direction. Absolutely. How many times, Dave, have you been in session with a, with a patient and you start telling a story and then what you thought was going to be the path, it takes you in a different direction? Uh, probably quite often. Um and and it and it's rare because I try to pay attention, but you you ever have conversations with people, and you just kind of lose what you lose your thought. Yeah, you don't know where you start with something, and you don't know where it was leading. Like I just did, like forty five seconds. Yeah, ago? like yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah, like forty five <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> the, the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I, see, that's the point. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know where it was going. If I knew, I would just say it. Uh, it, yeah, and then we get these awkward pauses. I ain't listening to you no more. <laughs> right. So yeah, no, but but I I try I try to when I'm intently listening to someone. I, I luckily that doesn't happen very often. But I'll, but I'll get clients that do that a lot. They'll start yeah. talking and they'll get on a tangent. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, "Where was I?" So I I have to really pay attention to make sure I know where they came from, so I can get it back. Got it. 
that that's active listening and, and focusing and concentrating. And that's why you're the professional. Supposedly, yeah. Well, no, I am a professional, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's probably one small thing. Yes, correct. So, uh, find me on Patreon. Oh, we were talking about the yeah coffee yeah, mug. Coffee mug. That's where we left off, and we have a bunch of free stuff to give away: free <laughs> hypnosis guide. My hypnosis for confidence MP3 is ready for download for free, and you can join my Empower Your Mind for Success Facebook group. All of those links will be in the show notes. And just as a as another reminder that Empower Your Mind for Success is focused around a course that I am developing. It's an online course that I'm hoping will be available. I'll give a general timeline uh, in the next month or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely being worked on. I have some modules completed and recorded, and uh, that will be something to keep an eye out for. And the most important thing, wherever you're listening, subscribe and leave a review, whether it's on Apple iTunes, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's on Stitcher, wherever you're listening, definitely definitely subscribe and leave a review. That helps me get more visibility. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's time. Oh, for a winner of the week. All right. That's how winning is done. All right. So we had we had Bernie last episode. Yes. Bernie and his memes, which are just fantastic. <laughs> this, this one's really a cool story. And and if if you look at the link that I'll leave in the show notes, there's actually video. I actually saw the video first. Okay. I was just running through Facebook and it popped up in my feed. Okay. Um so there's this woman named Rosa, and she has been cleaning this New York City apartment building for like years. Huh. Years. And everybody in the place knows her. Everybody says hi, she's a nice lady. Um you know, she's, she's working as a cleaning person and, um, she was supposedly hit hard times during the pandemic mm-hmm. because a, a lot of, I, I don't know if she had family that couldn't work or a husband that couldn't work. I'm not sure that those exact details, um, but, but all the people in the building love her. So if, if you, I'll, I'll tell you the story. So, so she's taken up to this, this penthouse apartment to the, the, the owner of the building was going to show around cause it needed to be cleaned. Hmm. So he takes her up there. It's like three bedrooms, got this big balcony on top overlooking the city in New York. And, mm-hmm. and she's there walking her around and saying, okay, there's three bathrooms, you know, four bedrooms, you know, this area. Here's wow. the kitchen. Right. So at the end of the tour, he stops her and says, well, I just want to let you know that the people in this building have pitched in and you have this apartment for two years. They paid your lease already. Oh my God. Yeah. Really? Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, this this and and this woman was just so she was so like just touched and and just overwhelmed. It was just <laughs> it's a fantastic video. If uh, I'll I'll have the link in the story and, and watch it. What an incredible gesture. Yep. And in uh uh four bedroom three bathroom penthouse she found out was for her. Oh my gosh, that's I'm just sitting back up I'm, I'm just flabbergasted back over here. That's so, that so is the great. owner said the people that live here have been telling you telling me a lot about your contributions to this building and a lot of people here in this building are a big fan of yours. Hmm. He said, You're kind of a celebrity here. You're very well loved, and I know it's been a tough year for you and your family, and there's been a lot of financial hardships. I have a contract here for a two year lease on this unit that your fans put together and and paid for. They're taking care of it. All you have to do is sign and take the keys. Wow. That is incredible. Yeah, it's a great it's a great story and and, and 
you know, again, for the people in the building and for Rosa, that's fantastic. Yeah. Our winners of the week. That's how winning is done. Does she need a roommate? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, she might, but that big of a, but that big of a space. I don't know how much family she's got there, but uh, she she may need a roommate. You know, I so so I'll tell you how kind of how my thinking gets messed up sometimes. So I thought it's a great story. That's really cool. And I'm like, well, what's she going to do in two years? Right. She's going to be loving this penthouse, and it's like, okay, now what? Do you have to right. leave? But. Hopefully, I, I, hopefully they would have saved enough money up to then put a down payment on sure. another home, yep, or another apartment, or another or apartment, something. or another yeah. lease. And and, and yeah. I know that's kind of the, the pessimistic side, pessimistic side of me. Yeah. It's like, well, which, yeah, that's nice for two years, but then what's she going to do? Right. I'm just right, kind of right. thinking too far ahead. No, and, and that's a it's a fair. Yeah. You're not alone. I would I would almost positively say that you are not alone in that thought. Oh well, that's good. <laughs> I ain't listening to you no more. <laughs> and you right. don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking, folks. It's uh, story time or the power of stories, part two. So we talked last episode about how stories affect us and the stories we tell ourselves. It's it's the, it's the movie that we replay over and over in our minds that becomes our reality. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot about emotional attachment to stories and metaphors and imagery that that are powerful because that that brings up emotion. And and we talked on one episode, it's a while back, and I don't remember which one it was, about memories evoke emotion because there's always stories involved. There's always emotion involved with those memories. Um, if you think about your happiest day of your childhood, maybe you went to Disneyland or mm-hmm. World or wherever, whatever it is, there, there, there are emotions attached to that memory. It's not just rote memorization of, yeah, we did this, this, and this. It's the feeling yes. that evokes that that emotion when you remember something. So if, if you do this for years and, and I'll give you an example, somebody who has, has low self-esteem mm. and they're constantly telling themselves, Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, these people don't like me. Oh, every time I have an interaction, I just, I don't feel good about it. Mm. Uh, I don't have, I'm not smart enough to do that. Or I'm not, I don't have the motivation to get this done or, I don't have the skills to go to school or, or don't have the intelligence to go to school or whatever it could be. I, I mean, but, but if you tell that story over and over and over again, it, it just becomes reality in your mind. Yeah. That becomes your reality and you reinforce it every time you think of it. It's, it's like that movie playing over and over again. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about changing the story, changing the script changing the feeling because the whole theme of the show is change your thinking, change your life, which we've said millions of times. If you change that story, the feelings will change with it. And and I know that's difficult to do sometimes because people are so used to where they're at. Change is difficult. Mm-hmm. But if you start with the thinking, the feeling and the, the physical changes or, or the, or the um, uh, exterior changes, your, your situation, your, your, environment those things start to change once you believe it in your mind and change the thinking so we hit on metaphors a lot and how how we can use metaphors to kind of convey ideas to bypass that conscious filter and that's we use that a lot when we do hypnosis is we kind of use imagery and and metaphors so instead of just directly telling you something because that way it, it bypasses that critical factor yeah. 
We talked we talked about Milton, Uncle Milty, for a little bit, Milton we, Erickson. We did. Yep, and his love for use of metaphors. So I'm going to give you some things this episode to build on what we talked about. And these are things that you can do or, or questions that you can ask yourself or, or just that, that self-examination that you can do to change that script, to, to make it different than what you've always done. Huh. So the first thing is, and, and I'll give you the question, and then you can, and, and, and all of this will be in the show notes. So I'll, I'll make sure that you look that up because that way you can just go through these step by step. The first one is, do the things I say to myself make me feel empowered or disenfranchised? Hmm. So sometimes we, and we know those people, maybe you are one, and it very well could be, that, that are mired in negativity. They're always complaining. They're always not happy. They're always, uh, you know, feeling like, like everything is against them and nothing goes right. And you probably know them. They're, they're, they're kind of the, um, I don't know what the, the complainers, the, the bitchers in life. Right. <laughs> that just, you know, the world, nothing is ever good. The world is against them yep. in every way, shape, or form, and they are not the catalyst in any way, shape, in, at, at all. So the important thing to know is that if, if you might be one of those people, and maybe you're not to that extent, maybe it's not to that degree, but do the things you say to yourself make you feel empowered? If, if the things don't make you feel empowered, if they make you feel worse or make you feel sad or make you feel negative about yourself, you need to change the things you say to yourself. You need to change that script. And, and I would recommend for people to actually write it down. If, if you find yourself saying to yourself, oh, you know, I'm just not very smart. Hmm. Well, what's, what's the empirical evidence of this? First of all. I, I would, and when I'm working with clients, I would say, well, well, what makes you say that? What makes you believe that? And they might say, well, I never got good grades in school. And I would say, I would, I would kind of recount like, well, do you think something else could have caused you not to have good grades? Hmm. You know, is, is there something else? Is, was it, was it that you were never taught or shown how to study? Was it that you were, didn't have support from your parents? So there are a lot of things that can affect our results in life. But if you feel like it's all your fault, that something inherently is wrong with you, mm. that's that script you need to change. Right. Because honestly, that there are a lot of very intelligent people who don't well, do well in school. Uh, and I'll, I'll just get on that soapbox for a minute. <laughs> it's the our, professor's fault. <laughs> our education system is not set up for success, I don't believe. I'm not saying it's teachers, and, and because I got a lot, of, we have a lot of friends who are teachers. So is it the so infrastructure, or it's, it's just the, it's the structure of how teaching is done? Mm. It, it's uh, and and I'll give you a quick example. And I'm not, I'm not, like I said, I'm not bashing the whole U.S. educational system, mm. but but there are a lot of European countries, Finland in particular, I believe, is one where kids go to school only for four hours a day, and they don't start until later in the morning, so they don't, they don't have to get up early, like at six or six thirty must be nice they don't they don't get assigned homework what they do is they have a class they work on something in class they make sure everybody understands it they practice it mm -hmm. and then they're done hmm. so they don't get assigned homework now i'm not saying that's always the case but but that's kind of the structure and they because and, and they even say they 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 kind of promote that well we want kids to go out and have fun we don't want them to sit in school for six or seven hours a day. 
we want them to be able to go outside and play right. and have fun with their friends and spend time with family. Yeah. So the, the whole the, the whole focus is different. It's the whole idea that time doesn't mean education. Time spent doesn't mean you're learning. Right. And I think that's that's kind of the 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 model that we've taken here. Well, we have to do this many hours because otherwise you're not learning anything. Right. And and, and again, it might be the style. And I I don't doubt there's some great teachers out there who who are very effective at what they do. I know a number of teachers, you know, I'm friends with a lot of teachers. Well, well Jamie's a teacher. Yeah. yeah you right. know, and, and he works his tail off to help mm-hmm. these young adults become, you know, able to do what they want to do as far as a broadcast journalistic. Right. You know, he, he, he cares about his kids. Right. In every way, shape and mm-hmm. form, but he's, he's held back almost. Yes. You know? Well, and that, and that's knowing teachers. That's always the problem. There's yeah. always a financial limit. Right. I mean, shoot, they they have to buy their own supplies for classrooms, and and <laughs> and and it's also not set up. I'm going to go way off on this tangent. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have thirty or thirty five kids in a classroom, it's just it's not that's not the the that's not the environment that kids are going to learn in. It's not too ide- many kids. It's not ideal. It's, it's not an ideal, ideal learning environment no. at all. No, it's not. So 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 as far as your self talk, do the things you say make you feel empowered or disenfranchised? Mm. Start there, and I want you to write the things down. If there are things that make you feel empowered, write them down because that's something you need to repeat and reinforce with yourself. So what what I want you to do also is, what is the underlying metaphor of my current overriding emotion? And when I say that. Some people can say, I feel overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I'll just use the general term. And a lot of people have that feeling. And I'm like, well, put, put that into like a metaphor. What does it feel like? Hmm. So they might say, I feel like I'm buried. Yeah. And, and that visualization and that, that brings that more of that emotion to it. Or I feel like I'm swamped. Mm-hmm. I add those descriptive <laughs> metaphorical words to it. I think I said those those exact words. I am swamped yes. when we walked in this afternoon. Yep, you did. I, yes. I I've been swamped. Uh-huh. Sorry, I was a few moments late. Yeah. Right. <laughs> or or sometimes I'll be like, I, I feel like I'm lost. Yeah. And and again that again metaphorically that means you just don't have any direction. You don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when you attach metaphors to your emotion, it it kind of gives you an idea of what you need to do. So if you say you're you're, you're swamped or you're buried. Say well, what what are the things that that are what are the things that are on top of you? What are the right. things that are holding you down? Mm-hmm. And let's start identifying those so we can we can unbury you. It just gives you a little bit of clarity on those feelings and how that's affecting your your mood and your thinking. Um, hmm. Here's here's a here's a good question to ask: Is what I am saying to myself actually valid or true? Another way to look at this is to ask yourself. Is the opposite to what I say also true? So what I mean by that is saying, well, I'm dumb. I'll, I'll just use a general example. I'm dumb. So let's say, well, is that valid or true? Is it empirically? Is the evidence show that that's true? Right. So and then then say the opposite. Am I smart? And and kind of kind of look look at the other end of that spectrum. And I'll be honest when you when you do it like that. Almost everyone falls on a continuum somewhere in the middle. Right. There, I, there's no absolute yeah. dumb or absolute smart. I'm as smart as I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I'm or, as dumb as or, I'm supposed or, to be. Or, 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 or you're smart as you need to be. Yeah. 
and 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 these are and, and I'm using that general example, but it could be anything. It could be any emotion that you feel is is negative for you. Uh. So so yeah, ask yourself. And, and and if you say, if you evaluate yourself on something and say yes, that's valid or true, what what's reinforcing that that validity? Hmm. How do you know it's valid? Mm-hmm. Is it just your own perception? Because that can't that sometimes is, is skewed. Mm-hmm. Because of the stories that you've repeated over and over again for years, right? And that's the big thing, and that, and that really is the whole. I, that's the whole point of therapy. It's coming to an objective observer who can point out things that you can't see because you've been saying the same thing for fifty years, right? Or twenty years, or however long you've been alive, and, and that's your reality. That's your truth. And as soon as somebody from the outside says, well, "Wait a minute, I don't see that." Let's 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 talk about that again because that doesn't make sense to me from what I know of you. Hmm. And then they're like, "Oh, well, nobody's ever told me that before." <laughs> you know, it's it's sometimes, uh, and, and I, I don't want to say it's 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 frequent, but sometimes it's just like this epiphany moment, like, "Oh, I never thought of it like that." Another another metaphor for you. Uh, another metaphor. Yep. Light bulb goes Light off. Light bulb goes off. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There's another metaphor. Absolutely. So that one that that's an important one. Ask yourself, is what I'm saying to myself actually valid or true? Mm-hmm. That is the big thing. And then, again, if it is true, how, how do you know that? What's supporting that data? Question four, do I have a positive personal experience or an example of someone in my life who embodies characteristics to a more positive narrative? Can you repeat that? Yes, that's a long one. Do I have a positive personal experience or an example of someone in my life who embodies characteristics of a more positive narrative? Wow. Long story short, and I'll, I'll, I'll break that down because there's a lot of words in there. Do I know somebody who has the characteristics I want hmm. or, or who is who's very positive and somebody that I admire okay. because of that quality? Right. Um. Yeah. Hmm. Robert Frost said, the best way out is always through. <laughs> it's very easy to become a victims of our past and allow feelings of defeat to dominate our life story. And then whenever you feel stuck in this foreboding doom, think about a time where you've, you've gotten through something that's been very difficult or an adversity or something that's been tragic. I do this with clients a lot. Because a lot of times clients could be in therapy, you know, months, years sometimes. It just depends on where, what their situation is and where they're at. And I say to them, well, mm-hmm. let's, let's look at, say, for example, somebody started seeing me in June of last year. And we'll be talking about something. They'll just be like, yeah, but this is, this is, you know, this is where I'm at. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Let's go back. Tell me, are you in a different place now than you were in June when we started talking? Hmm. And they'll say... Well, yeah. Now that you now that you say that, I I am. You know, I I may, maybe they have a better job. Maybe they've they've uh, have a better relationship. Maybe they've you know are more self uh, uh, aware. Mm-hmm. Just whatever that could be. But sometimes they don't see it until until you contrast it with the way they've been. So back to the Robert Frost, Frost quote: "The best way out is always through. You're going to have to go through things." Right. And his other quote, you know, yep. two roads diverge in a wood. Yep. And I took the most the one, famous one, one less travel. Yep. 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 Yeah. And, and know that you're going to go through things. That's a part of life, mm-hmm. but that doesn't define who you are. Correct. 
what defines you is that you will get through these things and come out the other side. Now, here's the other here, and, and, and understand this last question. Do you have the perseverance to transform states into traits? Now, now I'll I'll say that I'll say that one more time. Do you have the perseverance to transform states into traits? Hmm. So doing something once and expecting it just to happen is not gonna it's not gonna work. Just doing something once and expecting a life altering change doesn't work. No. So the question is, do you have the the motivation, the perseverance, the 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 desire mm-hmm. to do something over and over again mm-hmm. till it becomes a habit? Like quitting smoking. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna do it one day. Can I yep. can I do it a second day? Right. Can I do it a third day? And yeah. and know that you're the state that you're in is just momentarily. It's just a moment it's a momentary thing. It's it's fleeting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can be in a state of happiness now, but in an hour, maybe right. not. Right. But if it's your trait, that's a quality that carries with you. That right. stays with you. That that that's your that's your system of thinking. That's a habit mm-hmm. that you do over and over again. And just like we go back to the whole beginning of, of our story time one, stories are just the things that we tell ourselves. It's just this, that movie that we replay over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, and by asking yourself these questions that we've just went through, now you can change the script and you can make that script whatever you want it to be. And by asking yourself these questions, it gives you a more objective view of, of really, you know, are, are my thoughts even valid? Is this story or this, is this movie that I keep playing in my head, wh- why do I keep it on a loop? Right. I, I have a choice. And that's the big thing. You have a choice. You always have a choice to change. And, and, and gosh... With that, with anything as far as self improvement or or just feeling better about yourself, it's just a matter of making that decision mm-hmm. and then doing the things that help you get there. And and I know for some people it's like, and we go back to the whole negativity thing. Well, I'm just stuck. This is the way it is. But that's that. That's just a story. Mm-hmm. That's just a story you're used to telling yourself. And as soon as you break that cycle, as soon as you stop that movie from repeating, now you can start to change the way you think, yep. which changes the way you feel. Wow, man. That's it, people. Story time part two. Drop the mic on that right there. That that was Boom. Oh, it's, yeah. That so was I, awesome. just, I just had to hit the mic. So that that was amazing. Thank you for that. All right, folks. Uh all this information, the questions I just went through, the five questions you need to ask yourself will be in the show notes. And uh yeah, hopefully that's of, of help to you. Uh start changing the script. Change the script. Uh re replay or or redesign the movie that keeps playing in your head that's it's going to make changes if you change that you change your thinking that'll lead into my closing change your thinking change your life that's how it is yep laugh hard run fast be kind we will see you next time folks be safe